Welcome to Screen Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital, sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me I had bipolar. I was sent home with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using loud music as a form of therapy. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy. Look at that. Screen Therapy is at 60 episodes. I still remember episode 1 with Bianca Cruz of Amygdala and wondering if I'd ever get to episode 5. Well, this recap is for episodes 51 to 60. If there are episodes that you've missed, this is a chance to jump back on the Screen Therapy horse and catch up. On episode 51, I talked to Leslie University psychology professor Joe McGeary. Joe discussed how he integrated punk morals with his professional life in academia. Joe has published dissertations on many topics rooted in the DIY punk scene, including the therapeutic value of punk and hardcore. I decided to go study psychology just to figure myself out and figure out the people around me and kind of make sense of the world. And at that time, I was under the impression that that was a professional side of things and that my music was something different. So it took me a bunch of years of having that dichotomy to eventually say, you know what, not only does that not feel right, but I'm now at a point where I have a degree in psychology. I have an idea for a path that I can take in doctoral work. So I'm in a position now where I have the cultural clout to say, I'm going to do something different and I'm going to bring these two things together and just see what happens. Ryan Young of Off With Their Heads and his online punk store, Anxious and Angry, joined me on episode 52. He talked about the negative side of punk rock and how it was a detriment to his mental health. Ryan also told me that over the years, he's discovered that creating music and touring on his own terms is the best way to remain stable. I don't ever want to take my guitar off and throw it at the wall again and leave a venue in the middle of a set. I remember I did that once and someone's like, what, it's a punk show. And I turned and I was like, do you want to see a punk show? Because I don't think you do. I hate that aspect of this. Like, I hate that the thing that I was drawn to was there's this community of people who are like changing their immediate surroundings. If you don't grow up and you don't adapt to real life and really change your surroundings, it seems like most of these people took the path of just alcoholism and they're loser dickheads. And that's what I hate about punk now. On episode 53, surfboard singer Danny Miller discussed suicidal ideation and what she does to keep it at bay. Danny was candid about her struggles with suicidal thoughts since she was a teen and the drug abuse that fueled her bipolar episodes and suicidal thoughts. When you're in those suicidal thoughts, it's kind of trippy. I don't know. You feel like you're floating kind of and you're not grounded and you're not. No one can really talk you out of it. I'm now 29, like, just growing up and, like, finding myself more. I've, like, really focused on trying to find tools that will help me get out of that perspective or when I'm slipping into that perspective to try to just do all the things that I know, even if it's hard work, that will get me out of that mindset before it gets too gnarly. And to really ask for help, let other people know you're feeling that way. I was honored to have leader and guitarist of Razor, Dave Carlo, on the podcast for episode 54. 
He talked about parenting children with mental health conditions. Dave's family has been in crisis the past few years with health issues. Sadly, his wife died from cancer shortly after this episode aired. On the podcast, Dave and I talked about his approach to parenting in such difficult times. You don't realize what it is and then you use the traditional parenting methods where you start punishing your kids because they're uh, reacting to certain things a certain way. But then after a while, you start to come to realize that they can't help this. They're not doing this to be difficult. They don't have the ability to function as a, what we call a normal human being in these circumstances. And then things change. You become more compassionate and you start to realize that the right approach is not heavy handed. The right approach is to understand and to accommodate and to find out how you can make it so that they can function and they can do their best and feel their best because that's the best thing you can do as a parent. Everybody's happy when there isn't anybody in the family that's sick or ill or having difficulties. When everybody's in a state of some kind of harmony, then everybody can be happy. So it's good for everybody. Episode 55 featured Derek Zanetti, lead singer and guitarist for the Homeless Gospel Choir. Derek talked about the importance of routine for folks with mental health conditions, specifically bipolar, and how he maintains a healthy balance on the road. Touring can be a disaster cocktail for some punks, something Derek has learned firsthand. And, you know, sometimes on tour I do a great job. Sometimes I'm up, I do my morning meditation, and I'm drinking my water, and I'm chipper as can be. And then two or three days of not being in my routine not having a parking spot right in front of the venue, something super duper small that's just like, okay, we'll just have to park around the block. No worries. If a plan doesn't work out in the way that it's supposed to, that's another hurdle that I have. If I have an idea in my mind about a way that something should be going and it turns out that something, everything else could be going absolutely perfect and to plan, but the one little thing that's just a slight hair out of place is the only thing I can focus on. I get obsessive about it. Chris Cresswell, guitarist and vocalist of the Flatliners and Hot Water Music, joined me in episode 56. Chris told me how he balances tour life with his home life. He spent the majority of his adult years on the road and discussed the challenges he faces in maintaining his mental health in a nonstop, high-energy environment. If it's those moments where, like, I am overwhelmed with life and just, like, riddled with anxiety, like, there's so much noise in my head that I can't think straight. I can't think like that. I can't think like, oh, remember the good stuff. Lucky for me, I have great people in my life that are well aware of how strange of a life I lead in terms of traveling and being away and just kind of scheduling things. And it's usually like everything at once is kind of the way it is. That's why it can be very overwhelming. And I'm just a person. I'm not a robot who's been programmed to just exist at like the all-time high all the time. There are high highs and low lows in a lot of walks of life, and I found those in mine. I think it's really cutting through that noise that's hard for me to do, but it's easier to do it when I'm speaking to someone else. Episode 57 featured Ottawa Halifax punk scenester Maddie Grace. Maddie described the gender dysphoria that fueled her depression when she was growing up. When she found the punk scene later in life, it gave her hope. It was also a place where she felt comfortable coming out as trans. My mental health was, has always been not well. Like, it's much better now. It's managed through medication and therapy. But, like, it had always been a real big struggle for me. And the time leading up to my coming out, being like, oh, I'm trans. This is who I am. 
the time leading up to that was a really tumultuous time in my life and was like really like a big struggle for my mental health. Coming out on the other side of it, there are probably still some people who are like, I guess she was dealing with a lot of stuff. Sometimes the whole world feels so overwhelming and you feel out of place in your skin and you're not sure what to do. And the only thing that brings you relief is when you go to a punk show or you play a punk show or you like get to see your friends who are also playing in bands. Those are a lot of the big things. Ian Halubiak, a.k.a. Killy Idol, joined me on episode 58. Ian told me about his addiction and bipolar comorbidity. He's battled his bipolar and addiction symptoms since youth, and he's discovered how closely they're linked and how they feed off each other. When I was younger and in my early 20s, there was a lot of self-medicating. There was a lot of using when I felt a certain way. The drugs were an answer to a lot of things, so it was really hard to quit using because, one, you feel extremely anxious about to have a panic attack, so you go out and have a drink. Well, now you're sober, you can't have that drink. What happens when you go through that point? When I look back on it now, it's like how dumb could I have been? How out of touch was I that I couldn't see that one was comorbid with the other and they were walking hand in hand. It's so easy to see now and it's easy to stay sober because I know, I know that if I have a drink, it's not going to end with one drink. It's going to go on to a second and then a third and then I'm going to be trying to get cocaine or, you know, I know that it's going to put me in a certain mood or take me out of a certain mood. So it's just better to abstain from it altogether. And it's the first time in my life where for a year or two, I've been the consistently same person waking up every single day and going to bed. On episode 59, Craig Gregorio Lewis came on the podcast. He talked about how he is wrongfully and intentionally diagnosed after telling the truth that his parents were abusing him. As an adult, Gregorio was able to have his diagnoses removed from his health file. But life after that was an epic struggle he wasn't prepared for. I learned to love myself after a lifetime of not liking myself. I was diagnosed with mental illnesses that I never had. A lot of people confused my story with me being misdiagnosed, but that is incorrect. When I was a child, much like many rebellious young people who go the punk rock path, that was an unacceptable path for me to go on, and my family took some action to stop the beautiful young kid that I was turning into the beautiful young adult that I should have been by having me intentionally diagnosed with schizophrenia. That was the beginning of the end of my life. Finally, on episode 60, I spoke with Lauren Anzaldo of the 309 Punk Project. Lauren talked about her work in preserving what's considered the oldest standing punk house in the southern U.S. She explained how punk houses have been such an influential part of her life and talked about the transformation of the 309 Punk Project a community archive, event venue, and artist residency. This isn't my choice of term, but someone had made the comment. It's like, oh, everyone came from a broken home. A lot of us grew up in like a military family, something like that. Basically, we're from working class families and often had divorced parents or difficult relationships with our parents. Not necessarily like fleeing a domestic violence relationship or something of that nature. Again, we didn't necessarily articulate it that way. We just sort of were like, and screw them, whatever. This is like this chosen family. And some more than others. Some people really like they didn't have a family. They didn't feel like they could ever go back and talk to their parents. Some of them because they had come out as transgender. Some of them were just very feminist or very progressive and their families might be very conservative or 
whatever the case may be, what the reasons were, some more than others. I have a good relationship with my family, but my family has a lot of issues too, like a lot of substance abuse, a lot of physical abuse, a lot of bad choices and things like that. I don't think we necessarily all said, oh, we came to this place because we had this bad background. We didn't think about it that way at the time. So there you have it. Episodes 51 to 60. You can go to ScreenTherapyHQ.com slash podcast to find these back episodes and dozens more. And don't forget about Flex Your Head, the Scream Therapy spin-off podcast about classic punk albums. I now have a Tee Public store where you can buy Scream Therapy merch. So head over to ScreenTherapyHQ.com, support the podcast, and get some fancy new duds. Big news over here in Scream Therapy land. The Scream Therapy book, Scream Therapy, A Punk Journey Through Mental Health will be published this spring by Mansfield Press out of Toronto. The book features my story and the stories of others who use punk rock as a catalyst for mental health. To pre-order the book, go to ScreamTherapyHQ.com book. Or check out IndieBound.com and search Scream Therapy to pre-order the book from your nearest independent bookstore. Finally, do me a solid and request the book at your local library so they have a copy in their collection. While we're on the topic of the book, here's a very short sneak preview for you. This is from the story of the punk screamer, one of the main characters in the book. You're scrambling into another thrift store nightmare, lost in your pre-show ritual in the bathroom stall. Punk Jams is readying its second clobbering of Nanaimo this summer, and this tour is becoming harder on your psyche by the night. You've been puppet mastering a disgusting side of yourself for five days straight side you hide in your regular life. You fall back on the toilet seat and rock back and forth, hiding a demented joker smile under your multi-layered mask. First, black lace cinched against your mouth and nose, impeding your breath. Second, a pair of ripped panties digging into your forehead and chin. Over top is a broken ski mask, its jagged edges penetrating the layers of fabric. Sharp plastic pokes at your jawline and snaps you out of your disembodied trance, and you jerk up from the toilet seat. You're huffing and puffing now, shaking with adrenaline. An internal switch goes off, and you're uncaged. You kick open the bathroom door and stomp down the hallway, spooking the bar staff along the way, ready to unleash a spectacle the audience of less than 20 people won't soon forget. Storming a stage barely big enough to contain your band, you spew garbled, stream-of-consciousness lyrics that pour from your trauma files. Your latest ragtag band of accomplices grin at each other and feed off your reckless abandon. Lurching into a failed handstand, you smash into one of your guitarists and knock over a microphone stand on the way down. You wrap cords and patch cables around your neck, a makeshift noose, creating an impossible tangle of PVC coils on the floor, then squirm around in the mess like a fish outflopping a wooden whacker. Flailing your arms, you windmill off swaths of ripped, sweaty fabric and expose your trunk, which you've been pulverizing since the tour began. Gauze hangs from your hands and knees, revealing bloody knuckles and a reopened gash from last night's show. The scant audience is trying to figure out what the hell is going on, equally fascinated and disturbed. They heckle and jeer, and it doesn't phase you, because you're a noise messenger, and you're planting a seed. You repeat holy words to yourself. If you can do it, anyone can. If you can do it, anyone can. In your mind, you're the living embodiment of punk rock, on the tour of your life. In your mind, no matter what happens, you won't stop until your punk mission is complete. In reality, you might crack and never come back.
Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Scream Therapy. I'm coming to you from Powell River, a small coastal town in British Columbia, Canada, on the traditional territory of the Klohomin Nation. Doing this podcast and talking to other folks living with mental health challenges has been a huge part of my journey. It means the world to me that you're out there listening. You can sign up for my newsletter and find more episodes at ScreamTherapyHQ.com. That's ScreamTherapyHQ.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Let's talk punk and mental health. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, take care and be well. You